Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up and you know. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of imagining your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. I think that's what We're not sluts. We just love love. This is Mr. Adam. I did a little pop there with my mouth as well. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'll beat you later for it. Okay. Sounds yeah. fair. But you're listening to us here on By the By. Yeah. Hey. Welcome. What welcome up? back. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Um, yeah. Or if you're if this is your first time, hello, virgin. <laughs> Mr. Adam is looking forward to taking advantage of you. <laughs> I'm going to do you in the ear hole. <laughs> That's his favorite position. You know, everybody's yeah. got something. It's, yeah, I yeah. appreciate aural sex. <laughs> oh, see what I did oh, there? Oh, that was oh, bad. Man, I love it. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, that's starting if, off right. If you're new here, this is basically how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah something like uh, that. We apologize in advance. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're going to talk about Mr. Adam's adventure last night yeah my uh my club night yeah so mr adam and he'll have to fill you in on more details because i have not heard anything yet all i know is that mr adam was going out to a club um for some it was some kind of a theme party yep with his guy yes jack right so what was the theme you know, okay, so the information that I got was that there was a theme. But by the time we got there, I think that the theme had maybe fallen apart. Um, <laughs> what was it supposed to be? So, and I'm scrolling back through my messages here real quick to find it. Okay, so the the thing was at the Civic Underground in Sydney. Mm-hmm. It's a, We'll talk a little more about that in a minute, but it's an underground club. Uh, literally underground club. Is it in a hotel, like under the hotel, or is um, it? It's so for our American people. When you say hotel, uh, true. I mean pub. Yeah, it's a yeah. pub. So yeah. typically, a hotel down here is a pub with rooms, a, cu- a couple of rooms. But you go there because it's a pub, right. not be, right. yeah. But yes, it was in an underground. Uh, the Civic is a hotel okay. on Pitt Street, okay. um, and there's a whole underground nightclub there. Interesting. Okay. But we'll talk a little bit more sure. about that in yeah. a bit. But so the the thing was Sydney's sexiest men only Sydney's sexiest men only party is just around the corner. Um, dress code was encouraged, and this was the dress code: jocks, trackies. For our American listeners, those are like uh, gym clothes. Yeah. 
uh, leather, soccer, trainers, uh, rugby, lycra, boxing, swimmers, wrestling, etc. So, so fitness oriented. Fitness oriented was yeah. sort of the goal of, of the night. Okay. Um, Interesting, though, that they mentioned leather in there with that. I know, right. Because it's also a fetish sort of thing. Okay. And so, yeah. um, you know, to fast forward ahead a bit, I would say one in every four or five guys was wearing a leather harness. Okay. I would also say one in every four or five guys was wearing the same leather harness. They all shop at Saks, which is a wonderful shop. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where they – Saks or somewhere online mm-hmm. is where they get their stuff. Um, so – I will, I'll just sort of kind of try to make this as coherent as possible. Yeah, take us through the evening. But, so, I was to meet him at 1045. P.M. At, his, at P.M., I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> at his place. So, I'm on the bus at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. heading to his place. And, you know, me, I'm I'm not a young guy. I'm not an old guy, but I'm, I'm not, not 20 I'm anymore. not 24 anymore, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to a club. Uh, and my brain's going, oh, you mean you're going to bed? <laughs> and I'm like, no brain, we're going out. This is, we're going into the city. And my brain was like, oh, to sleep? <laughs> no, we're, we're going to a party. And my and brain was like, oh no, you don't know what a party is. No, we're, we're going to a slumber party. <laughs> So I had to convince myself. Was your brain asking for Red Bull at that point? Funny, you should say that. <laughs> so I I pumped up the loud, like poppy, like yeah, party music in yeah. my in my headphones. Um, the the bus was fucking packed. Um, and for all of our non-Australian, maybe non-Sydney even listeners, this happened to be a holiday weekend, and so this was a Sunday night yeah. when we have Monday as a holiday. Yeah. So I don't know if the bus being packed had something to do with people coming down from the beaches or parties. I don't it's know. also it was grand also the night of the NRL grand yeah. finals, the National Rugby League grand finals. Um, yeah. Go so Sharkies! It, it may have just been that there were a lot of people out and about. Yeah. In general, but there was a lot of people out and about. Was was the bus like so packed that like people were standing up and sitting on the luggage yeah. thing? And, yeah. Yeah. I was standing the entire bus ride. Yeah. Um, and we're a good distance away. And yeah. I was standing with, like, people crammed all around me. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um, and the bus driver was driving like he was in Gran Turismo. I was like, seriously, <laughs> dude, you don't have so to, like... So the jerky stop yeah. starts. Like, yeah. He was slamming on the brakes. Oh. And he was, like, honestly, shifting lanes like he was, yeah. like... I was like, dude, there's nobody on the road. Why are we doing this? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think our bus driver was drunk. Um so, yeah, it was kind of a crazy ride into the city. Um, I was listening to my music, and I, I get on the train. The train's a lot calmer, but there was a lot of people still in their, um, in their rugby gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get off at the stop. I just got it. That might be why they have the fitness sports theme at the party. Does you know that what? have that does make, with it? That does make logical sense now that you say that. I didn't even realize. Didn't either. But didn't maybe, either. maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So I get off at the proper train stop and I start walking to Jack's house and um, I passed a a Seven Eleven along the way and I went in and bought a Red Bull. So I leave and right as I leave and anybody who knows me, there's a couple of you that know this. I I don't have a fear of homeless people like some of my friends, um, but I do have a 
homeless people make me a little uncomfortable because I feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. It's so, but right. as I step out and this homeless guy is like, do you have any money? And he was clearly part of our LGBT community. And I'm not saying this is why, but I was like, yes, I do. So I gave him all the change in my pocket from the from the Red Bull, which wasn't a lot. It was like two bucks and something. But And he was like, oh, you're a good boy. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Pat me on the head yeah. and tell me that. Um, so, you know, I was like, all right, you know, this is my good karma. It's going to be a good night. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, I know. I, I do nice things only for nice things to be done to me. There's a long Whatever list of what's wrong with me. Whatever your motivation, at least you're nice. I felt like I was, being, I was doing good. So right. I make it to Jack's house and I ring his bell and nothing. Oh, okay. So Jack had also... Yeah, crickets. (laughs) So he had also been to a party from 2 p.m. That started at 2 p.m. I don't know what time he got there. Um, But it was supposed to go. It was another dance party, another gay club dance party. He went with another friend of his, started at 2 p.m. and was supposed to end at 10. Okay. So I got to his place right on time, like always, 10.45. And I rang his bell, nothing. So I texted him. I was like, hey... Are you home yet? Was he home? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Well, maybe I'll ring the bell again. So I rang the bell again. And like on the seventh ring um, out oh, of ten, geez. he goes, uh, hey, hey, buddy, you're here. <laughs> like, I am. Are you? He's like, come on in. So I went in. It took him a good two minutes to unlock the door. It's a single locked door. <laughs> So, wait, wait. Is it a single lock door in that you unlock and then open? Or do yes. you have to unlock and hold the handle at the no, same time? you unlock it and then you open it. Uh, so right. it's a single deadbolt <laughs> and then the, the door itself has no actual lock. Right. So he's standing there. And I got to be honest. And it's funny because I know he's starting to listen to the podcast. So he might be listening to this if you are. He still it, loves This is you. the truth. He still loves this you. This is the truth. Um, so... I came in and he gave me a hug. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, I may have been sleeping. I was like, honey, I know you were sleeping because I rang the doorbell twice. He goes, really? I didn't hear it. I'm like, that's because you were sleeping on the couch. Because it was clear he was sleeping on the couch. Um, and so he's like, oh, okay. And I went, have you been tripping a little bit tonight? And he's like, no, I did not take any drugs tonight. I can't take drugs because I have a lot of work next week, which I don't know how that. So for somebody who never has taken, you know, ecstasy or Molly or was it GH, Anything, GHB, yeah. GBH, GHB, GHB. Um, you know, I don't know, but I'm, I trust him because he's done it a bit. And and as long as you know how it affects you. Yeah, he knows how it affects sure. you. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So you're, you're at least clean. So he's like, I was just taking a nap. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, I need to refuel before we go out tonight. I'm like, all right, cool. And so he was like, all right, what are you wearing? I'm like, well... I've got clothes on under my jeans because I came to his place in a black t-shirt and jeans. And we were just like, all right, well, let's go upstairs. So we go upstairs and he instantly lays on the bed. And I'm like, oh, I know where this is going because typically he lays on the bed. We play around a bit and yep. then we go out and do whatever we're doing. Yeah. But we lay down and he's asleep. 
<laughs> you must have woke him up out of that like REM sleep, like that real deep. deep. I think I did. And then he just kind of because he fell back up in. the stairs when he went up yeah. the stairs. He was he was drunk, but he wasn't like stupid drunk. Yeah. He was just like sort of that playful drunk. Yeah. Um, he was probably just in that really deep spot. I think that's where he was. Yeah. And I woke him, I ripped him out of that we've because we've all been woken he, up out of that. He couldn't complete a, a coherent sentence. He had trouble walking up the stairs. You know, he was again. He wasn't high. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like wasted drunk. Yeah. He was tipsy drunk. But I think you're right. He, we, I woke him up out of our REM. Because we've all been woken up out of that moment. And, and it's one of those, if you have to function and you have to do something, at least for me, I'm very cognizant of the fact that I need to form a sentence now. I have to do this. But then the second you can go back to sleep is like, Bam, somebody turned off the light switch. It's totally how it was. Yeah. So he lays down and he, he goes to sleep. And I know I texted you. And I'm like, well... I made it to his place. He's asleep. <laughs> and, you know, I told him, I was like, dude, we don't have to go out. This is fine. I'm cool just us sort of chilling because I know he's exhausted. He's been yeah. working a lot. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of things on a lot of different plates. You were going to say he's got a lot of balls in the air, weren't you? <laughs> I, almost, I don't want to say that. <laughs> we'll just go with that analogy. <laughs> he's got a lot of balls in the air. Um. So, you know, and, I, you know, I care for him. So I don't want, you know, I don't want him to overstress and be like, oh, I have to do this. Right. I'm like, it's, it's no big deal. We can just stay here. Yeah. He's like, no, no, just, I just need to, for a minute. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he starts talking. And he's one of those drunk, tipsy guys that when he starts talking, he just starts talking. And he tells me all these things. And some of them are like, like deep he, you know, not like he shouldn't tell me these things, but they're like personal, personal things. Yeah. He's telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just listening. And for anybody who listens to the podcast, and I know for you, it's surprising when I'm not the one that talks the most in a relationship. It can happen. It's I'm unlikely. The quiet, <laughs> I'm the quiet one in our relationship, his and yeah. mine. Yeah. Um, and so he's just going on and on. And I think he, he had a nice little soliloquy of about 40 different subjects over 15 minutes. And I just listened. And, you know, it was... It's twofold because it's, it was really sweet because some of the things he said were really lovely things. Um, but it's also a little kind of like confession. And I feel like this is unfair because he, I don't think he, I know after talking to him today, he doesn't remember everything he told me. Mm. Um, And some of it, you know, is quite personal and I don't feel like it felt unfair. You felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable from that. Um, Because again, I do like the guy and I don't, I don't want him to feel that way. You don't want him to overstep bounds that he may later regret. Exactly. We had, we've had this conversation before, you know, so I don't know. But that, I'm not going to say that marred or put a mar on the beginning of the of the evening, but it, it did make me cognizant that I need to be careful tonight. I don't want to overdrink because I'm now the responsible one because I hadn't had really anything to drink at that point in the day. Um, so I drank earlier, but at that point my, you had my blood alcohol yeah. was wicked low. Yeah. Um, so... I was like, okay, I'm going to be the responsible one tonight, which, again, sort of changes that mentality of things. Yeah. Um, again, not a negative, but that's just sort of, you know, that's it is what it is. So uh, he dozed on and off, and I sort of got to the point where I was like, all right, we're just going to stick around here tonight. Um, and so 
at some point he wakes up and is like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. And so he gets up and I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. He got a yeah. second wind. He did. The second wind. It was like one of those out of nowhere kind of things. Um, but he kept telling me. He kept I can asking, totally see that from him. I can see him just popping up out of bed. And that's basically how it went. But he was still yeah. sort of confused as to what time it was. Yeah. Because in a matter of 20 minutes, he asked me the time no less than eight times. I wish I'd recorded each time he asked the time. Because at the last point, I went, dude, it's two and a half minutes from the last time you asked me what time it was. Um, so he was like, yeah, I know. Do you now? Do you now? Um, oh, that's cute. And there was a couple of times I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you're very lucky you're fucking hot. Um, but so we we go downstairs. He, we talk about what we're going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, I had rugby shorts on and then a black uh, T-shirt and then red Converse under my jeans, of course. Um, And so he's like, I really like that. And I'm like, I also have these, which were my red jock straps, so Mm -hmm. assless underwear uh, that are mesh Mm -hmm. everywhere but over the junk, and then a red mesh uh, t-shirt, a, a black mesh it's t-shirt. Sorry, mesh, but with red, red trim. trim. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Long and short of it, it matches the underwear and also matches the shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, wear that, wear the underwear under your rugby shorts. He goes, okay. you might want to take those yeah. off. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fair enough. That's all right, cool. So he liked the rugby shorts and the t-shirt, and just by happenstance, the rugby shorts were Cronulla. Mm. Sharkies uh, color well who had just won their first grand final grand in final in RL in yeah. fifty years. So well done. It just happened to be that way. Yeah. I mean, no, not well done. Good luck, kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we we I put I had those on, and um, he wore uh, some some almost knee length like track shorts mm-hmm. and a uh, a, a sleeveless t-shirt so we we left or well i'm sorry we go downstairs and he's like looking for the tickets and he's again he's drunk Mm -hmm. um he finally prints out the tickets again and he's like okay i'm starting to feel better and he really clearly you know his he was clearly waking up he was starting to be more focused a bit focused and who i remember you know who i know um and so he's like all right let's go and i'm like because lockout in sydney you have to be happened there before 1.30. Th- yeah. And then alcohol stops being served at 3, p- 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And at about 12.45, we're still kind of goofing around this apartment. And at 12.45, he pours a huge, like, maybe uh, eight ounces, I don't know what that is in mills, of wine, red wine. So he pours a big glass of red wine. Mm-hmm. Eight ounces is a cup. So if you do the math on a cup, I don't know. Anyway. And he's like, all right, I'm, we're just going to drink this and then we'll go. I'm like, are we gonna drink it fast or are we gonna? And he's like, <laughs> well, we're gonna. He goes, we got plenty of time. I'm like, okay. He goes, we're only a mile away. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, cool. So again, had not me not having had much alcohol, mm-hmm. I grab the wine and I drink half of it because I know I can drink Just it quickly. Chug it down and yeah. to try to get things moving. Um, because. I'm of the mindset at this point where we either stay here if we're and gonna do sleep it, we're gonna do it. because I'm fucking tired yeah. because it's 11 or it's pushing 1 a.m. It's 12.45 or we're going to go and do this and I'll be fine once I'm there. I just mm-hmm. need to fucking get there. 
So. So at this point, you've been at his house now for two hours. Uh, no. I got, you got oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so two hours. An yeah. hour of that we we napped, air quotes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you've been there for two hours now, and you're just like, you I'm ready you to do something. You just want to get it done. Yeah, I just yeah. want to, let's, let's do something. Yeah. So we left, uh, and we start walking there, and, you know, he's asking me a lot of questions about what I did that day and how the week was. You know, being drunk, he asked me the same question probably on the walk there three times. Um, and, you know, I will say he, again, I've said this before, he's the male version of you. Mm-hmm. Um, he took earplugs because it's a loud dance club and he doesn't want to damage his ears. So Very I instantly, I instantly yeah. think of you. At one point, a fire truck passed us and he plugged his ears as the fire truck passed us, which again, I think of you. Um, so, you know, we... He, he's like, uh, I've got earplugs if, if for you as well if you want them. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, whatever. I don't, you know me, I don't use earplugs in, in clubs like this. So anyway, we make it to the club, and or we make we make it to the above-ground club, the Civic. The hotel, um, yeah. The hotel. Uh, and it is packed with people in Cronulla yeah. jerseys. Yeah. And fortunately, again, at this point, I'm wearing a black T-shirt, <laughs> rugby shorts, Okay, for anybody who doesn't know what rugby shorts are, um, you know that song, Who Wears Short Shorts? Yeah, I was wearing fucking short shorts. Um, yeah. They, they, they're, they're short shorts for boys. They are short shorts. Yeah. Um, if I, they are less length than my thumb to pinky, if I stretch my thumb and pinky out as far as I can. They are shorter than that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fucking short. But they were black with a stripe down the side. Yeah, yeah? blue, blue and white stripes yeah. down the side. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I'm wearing a black t-shirt, so it's slimming, and you know, showing your legs off. You know, and again, so part of my thing as well is you know I have an insulin pump, which we'll talk more about this in a later episode. But it, I'm a little freaked out by that. Self-conscious. Um, self-conscious about it, and I've got that. It, it, the the plus for the shorts is they had a internal pocket that my pump would fit in, um, so I've got that in there, and um, we we make it into this club, and he he sort of knows because he was there like he had been to this club before ten years ago, so he, but he couldn't remember exactly how to get there, so we're wandering through all these people, and <laughs> I'm wearing these short shorts. And I've got a little messenger bag on, and you know I'm looking. And people are looking at us like, because it's one a.m. at this point. Yeah. Um. So we go downstairs, and as you're going downstairs, all you hear is, oont, 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 oont. and I'm instantly thinking Stewie from Family Guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I'm like, holy shit, that is loud. So we go in. Did Did you use the airplane? I didn't. <laughs> I don't play on living long enough to have ear problems. Um, so we go inside and it is, when I say wall to wall, I literally mean wall to fucking wall with shirtless men. Wow, this sounds kind of awesome. Imagine a club, The if you took our apartment and took all of the walls out of yeah. it, and then doubled its size, mm-hmm. and then put, I don't know, five hundred men in there, all shirtless, 
most sweating. Some in harnesses. This sounds like a feast. It was a feast. We're not going to say it was a great feast, but (laughs) it was a feast. Uh, So you walk in, and there's a bar directly to your right. There's bathrooms way over in the right corner. Um, And then the very back, we learned later that there was a coat check. The very back left corner. So, and I've got my, my, my messenger bag on. So we go in and immediately get drinks. Like, cool. Because I'm sort of not, I fucking need a drink at this time. Because I'm, I, I won't lie. Going into this, I was a bit nervous about it. Because I don't know what to expect. I've never been, I, I've gone to saunas and I've done stuff like that. But I've never been to this kind of dance club where everybody's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a new experience for me. And we get in, we get our drinks. And I basically, I pounded mine. I mean, I think I just upended it. I did a full cocktail as a shot. <laughs> um, and we wandered around. Both of us took our shirts off almost immediately mm-hmm. because you had to. If you didn't, you would suffocate. I mean, it was that warm, that much body. That many heat. bodies, yeah. Um, yeah. And the music at that point was sort of, it was club, it was clearly club music, but it, it had words to it. So they were, they were singing. So it wasn't like that dirty, edgy club music. Um, it was just club music. So we stood and danced a bit. With I had my messenger bag on still. When we decided, all right, we need more drinks. So we go back to the bar, order some more drinks. And he says, you know, he asked the bar lady. Um, we thought the, 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 that the coat check was to the left of the bar. That was where the bathrooms were. So he asked her, he's like, where's the coat jack? And she's like, oh, back left corner. He's like, awesome. So we went back that way. And so we dropped my bag off. And at that point, he took his shorts off. So he's wearing just his Speedos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still wearing... Which, by the way, he looks fucking hot in Speedos. He does. He looks, he looks great in Speedos. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm wearing just my rugby shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I decided to leave those on because I figured it was a bad idea to take the insulin pump off. Um, so we we left and um, we left our bag there, or my bag there, and we sort of wandered through the crowd. So I want to describe the crowd a bit. Okay. Um, so what would you say the average age was? Forty. Okay. That surprised me. That surprised me a lot. But he even said, this is why I picked this kind of club. You know, both he and I are contemporary. So Uh we're both in that, you know, 35 to 40 age, late 30s age. Um, And he likes this because it's not just the young kids. So there are a few young kids, but it's clear that the young kids that are there are daddy chasers, which is fine. You know, whatever floats your boat, that's great. I actually quite liked the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, there were guys there that were, and this is from a sociological point of view, it, it was absolutely fascinating. You know, I think you would have really appreciated it um, because you've got these people who are, you know, the youngest person I saw there was probably 24 to 26. But out of that, let's let's assume there were 500 people there. Mm-hmm. I think there was probably more than that, but let's assume that. My... My um, wristband was 212. Okay. Um, and my wristband came from the far left, very pre-sales table. Gotcha. There was a table that had a, the number, the highest number I saw was 700. Mm. Um, wow. So we, 
you know, out of, let's say, 500 people, I would say maybe 10 to 50 of them were 28 and younger. Okay. It was Not everywhere you looked. Then. You didn't see a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, and I would say the vast majority were in that 32 to 45 range. That's the group, okay. mass group. Yeah. But then there was plenty of guys that were in the... I know we saw a couple couples that were clearly together guys mm-hmm. um, that were probably 60 to 70. Okay. Um, and for me to see these guys in a in a dance club like yeah. this where the music is so loud that you cannot hear yourself think. I was one of the things that amazed me almost immediately was I could feel the hairs on my leg vibrate with the dance with the music. That right there was amazing to feel that. I'm sure it was amazing, but I'm not sure it entirely sounds great. So I clearly think what they had was some of the speakers were down against the floor. I was going to say, but if they're on the I think the that floors, vibration yeah. was coming up yeah. from the floor because you could feel it on your feet as well. That would but be interesting. what I'd feel was between my ankle and chin, or ankle and knees, which I have pretty hairy legs, mm-hmm. I could feel the hairs going dunk, 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 dunk. Now that would be interesting because it, I think it would be more interesting as a vibration coming up than it would I, be I'm just pretty sound. sure that's what was happening because yeah. I didn't feel that anywhere else in my body. It stopped at about my knees. That's kind of cool. And yeah. I didn't have it on my arms. And my arms are just as hairy as my legs. Yeah. Um, but it was it was sort of a freaky, fascinating, I loved the feeling. Mm-hmm. That's a feeling that I would like to feel again. Um so that was great, you know. So, you know, we're wandering around and we're listening to the music and uh, the guys were, you know, you had guys that were clearly on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the other kind of amazing thing about this is when I say on drugs, for ex- and the two common drugs for the, of choice are GHB and ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that of a younger crowd. What I didn't expect was to see guys in their late 50s tripping mm-hmm. on ecstasy or GHB. Yeah. You know, and they're like, they're kind of going crazy in that highly oversexed way that you get when you're on those drugs. And it's, it's, it, it's a good feeling to watch these guys having, being able to let loose. And there was a few times that I looked at this and I was like, I'm looking at this group as a, as a large social group. Um, the, they're all the, they're all exactly the same, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. These are all people who they're all gay mm-hmm. or bisexual, but mostly gay. Mm-hmm. They're all, um, you know, many of them are on drugs. Many of them are drinking. They're all dancing and having a blast. They're all interacting with one another in a very positive, happy, social way. You saw no angry pushing. You saw no ugliness. You saw no, you know. But what you the amazing thing about that was the dichotomy of age. We've got young guys with older guys, and everybody is sort of mixed in a group that, that's what was surprising to me, was to seeing the vast range of age. So overall, a very positive vibe, though. It was great. It was yeah. such a good vibe. You know, it's like, I think back to the times when, I would, when I've been to Pulse in mm-hmm. Orlando, um, there was multiple times that I was like, I feel safe here. Um, 
you know, and again, I thought of Pulse and I got a little emotional, but I, I managed to shove that down because that was just me. Um, but I see that, you know, I'm like, we, we feel safe here. This is, this is a place where you can truly, truly be. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Who you are. Yeah. And there's no negative repercussions. There's no judging. There's nothing. Um, you know, you look around, you see guys on their phones and Every time you saw a phone, it was clear grinder. They were on grinder. It was you're like, this yeah. is great. And there wasn't a lot of guys on phones, but you saw that. It was like, oh yeah, you're on grinder. You're on grinder. You're on grinder. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you I had could opened just walk grinder, over there and talk to them, yeah. you know? and that's the thing. Yeah. Which is, it just shows how we use things like that as a crutch, yeah. even in a place where we feel so safe that we can talk to anybody. We're still using grinder to find people that we want to talk to and talk to them um, because we're using it as a crutch mm-hmm. because we don't truly feel safe even in a situation like that. I'm assuming I may be wrong, but that was my assumption. Or maybe potentially just playing devil's advocate. They had chatted with someone before and they're trying to meet up. Like, where are you? Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm going here tonight. Yeah. You know, I'll be there. If um, it was truly that crowded, it might be hard to find someone. Oh God. I can't imagine. Yeah. Needle in a haystack. So looking around at the group, um, I'm going to guess out of every 10 people, mm-hmm. um, we'll say, actually, let's bump that up to a larger group. Out of every 50 people, maybe 100 people, let's say 50 people, one person was still in their shirt. Everybody else was shirtless. <laughs> okay. Um, out of 50 people, 15 of them were in a harness, and the rest were absolutely shirtless. So this sounds kind of sexy. It was very sexy. Yeah. I saw lovely guys. A lot of guys I was like like you're cute, you're cute, you're cute. Um tattoos were clearly the thing. I uh-huh. remember one guy that I thought, "Oh, look, he's wearing a lace shirt." Because I'm looking at him from across a fucking nightclub. And it was all tattoos. It was all tattoos. Oh, wow. I mean, his entire chest, back, arms down to the wrist, and where a t-shirt would fall, mm-hmm. or where a shirt would fall was all tattoos. Wow. It was it was beautiful. Up close he was beautiful. He was a uh, illustrated man. Mm-hmm. Um 
there were those, you know, so we saw one guy who was completely naked. He was wearing, a, and I love the joke, he was wearing a mask and a tool belt. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it was great. Uh, but, you know, so he's completely naked except for his tool belt. And his uh-huh. tool belt just happened to hang in front of his junk. Uh-huh. But as the night went on, he moved it to his side, of course, as you do. I'm sure it would get moved. But he's kept his mask on. So um, it was it was so loud. And it was, you know, so back to the, I'm sorry. I'll come back to that in just a second. So, um, and then lastly, jock straps. Jock straps were the thing. I'm sure there were a ton uh, of those. Half the yeah. guys were wearing jock straps. Yeah. Um, they were wearing those wonderfully designer jock straps. I've got a few pair. Um, they are really nice. They cup the front. They strap around, and your ass is, is free. And they just shape it so yeah, nicely. they hold your ass it's, in. It's outlined perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, again, giving Jack credit, you know, I put I put those on first, and he was like, God damn, you have a great ass. I'm like, oh, thank you. I, like, I do really appreciate that. And, yeah. you know, with him being drunk, I knew he was being honest, because <laughs> drunk people don't lie. Um, and so... The, the, there was times that the lights flashed so strongly on, off, on, off, in that strobe kind of fashion that I had to close my eyes. It was yeah. that intense. That, you know, that sort of surreal feeling mm-hmm. where people stop moving for a moment because of the strobe, it was intense. I, I've never seen, I've never experienced anything. I've experienced strobe lights. I'm not... Yeah, I've been to clubs before, but here it was such an intense feeling, and there were so many people packed in. It felt like snapshots. You were looking at snapshots, almost to the point that I was getting a little nauseous from mm. it. Um, and I and, bet if you were drunk or high, that would be elevated even more. You know? Oh, you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, you know, we danced a lot. He and I danced a lot. Uh, he in that funny he in, being Jack Jack sorry okay. yes not me he you know uh, and sorry folks I'm pouring myself a little more wine because I'm talking a lot and I need some moisture on the palate um, he and I danced a lot Jack and I danced a lot um, and you know it was it was really really a lot of fun you know it was I, I, I did really enjoy myself um at one point, we stopped at this open space above the dance floor, about a maybe a half meter to a meter above the proper dance floor. And they've got a little balcony there looking over it. Um, and we were like, oh, look, an open space. We can stand here. This is great. And we had our drinks. And all of a sudden, this, it's like snow fog shit gets blown. That's why that space was open. And he looks at me and he's got like ice crystals oh. in his hair. We're we're both fucking freezing. It went in our drinks, so chemically <laughs> I'm probably gonna die. Um, and he looks at me and he goes, Fuck, let's move. <laughs> yes. So we moved away oh, from that wow. spot. And then somebody else took it over, only to learn a hard lesson later. Uh, <laughs> so However, later when we were on the dance floor, that was a great thing because you're like hot and sweaty. Yeah. And then that stuff, by the time it settles on you, it's cool and it feels so nice. Never felt anything like that before. But it's it's an, a cooling fog machine mm-hmm. is basically what it was. Um, yeah, but, you know, so 
there was a lot of drug use, which he had warned me about. Mm-hmm. But again, the, the, happy drug use. the drug uses yeah. that they're using are drugs that are, they're positive feeling drugs. These are drugs that enhance, they enhance your love. I, and I don't know what the word I'm, I'm trying to look for is, but they, these are people that are clearly now very loving. So I got hugged by so many random people. Like, it was <laughs> like they would hug you, and they, but it was like a genuine hug. It wasn't like this creepy hug. It was a genuine hug, and then they'd hold you back, and they would look at you and go, thank you, and then walk away course you couldn't hear them because it was so at that point the music had changed to what i would call a dirtier music so it was just about that speed it was really loud you couldn't understand anything so then you're just testing your lip reading skills yeah which i'm terrible i had no idea what anybody's saying to me i'm like oh yeah hey hey (laughs) um you know jack knew a couple of the people at the at at the club he would just run in and he knew them because he's been in the scene for that long um Lovely people, nice people, as for as much as I can understand. Um, he had a couple of guys come up and and kind of aggressively grope him, uh, to which he had to kind of push him off and go no. Hmm. Um, and so yeah, at one point we went to the bathroom, uh, standing in line for the bathroom because apparently there's a lot of a lot of the drug use happens in the bathrooms, so mm, there's a right. ridiculous line. Um, they had five stalls. There was more urine on the floors of the bathroom than there was in the toilets, I'm pretty sure. Don't know what those boys were doing, but they weren't aiming for show. That's disgusting. It was just about the most disgusting bathroom I've ever been to, and I have been to a bathroom in Yankee Stadium. So, it was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, So... We stood in line, went to the bathroom, and then left, you know, went back out, and... So after, I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, any big things that I've missed over the whole, just the, like, the dance thing. We had a few drinks. We danced a lot. Um, a little, you know, typical dirty dancing, bumping, grinding, a little mm-hmm. bit of touching. There was nothing like, it wasn't like a sauna. Mm-hmm. I expected, from what he told me, I expected it to be like a sauna with loud music. It really wasn't. Um, we saw no sex, no oral sex. You know, a lot of making out. Like, yeah. But, and again, it goes but back to that. But that's to be expected at any club, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't expect it from people who are in their 50s. Nah. I don't. I nah. don't. And it was great to see it. I actually, you know, for me, I look at that and I'm like, there's hope for me. You know, when I'm 50, I, I may still I be make making out. I make out with somebody on the dance floor. Yeah, I'm still yeah. making out with somebody. And many of these guys were clearly partnered together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack knew some of them. He's like, oh, yeah, they've been together for blah, blah, blah. You know, and you see these guys, and they're making out. And it's it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, we, you know, we basically, we wandered around there. I think we left there f- so they stopped serving alcohol at 3, mm-hmm. and I think we left at about 3.30 or 3.45. Okay. And at that point, he was toasted again because he would order two drinks, pound one at the bar, and then carry one around with him. And me, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to try to be responsible, and which I know is unlike me. <laughs> um, you've got that look on, me, on you like, what? And I'm like, I know. It can um, happen. So Miracles happen. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, we left and uh, so you were there for about two and a half hours. Then you, we you got say? there at 
We got there at one, right around one. Okay, so a little And then little left over. at three three forty five maybe. Okay. Um, so almost three so hours. Almost three hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your overall feeling of the party? Immediately when I walked in, I was I was sort of overwhelmed. Uh-huh. So it was trepidation. Um, be, having never done anything like that, I'd never been in that kind of a room with that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've done dance clubs like Arc. Yeah, it was like Arc, but with more people. Yeah, you know, it was just like if there were so many people. Um, and by the end of it, by the end of it, it was this sort of stupid elation. Having again, having only drank. The entire time we were there, I had three drinks. So, not a lot. A drink an hour. Um, yeah. And I think I drank three bottles of water while we were there because it was, you, were, you know, you're, it's warm and so you're sweating. Everybody was sweaty, which is kind of disgusting because <laughs> you can't walk from anywhere to anywhere else without, like, rubbing up against guys. And me being on the average side of height, yeah. That means that most of the, that means that a quarter of the guys will say are taller than me, and a quarter of, of the guys are. I had a number of chests in my face, yeah. and there was a few times it was like, "Oh my god, this is gross," because <laughs> <laughs> you're sweaty. Um, when I left, it was this. I'm going to say almost stupid elation. Okay. It was. I felt so positive, and I'm like looking around, going, you know, and I think one of the big things that bothers me and. I'm in a fight to not get emotional over this is that I, you know, I'm, there was, there was three times I looked around at the group and I thought the people who I grew up with would be happier if everybody in this room was dead. And I know I went to a dark space there, but I grew up in a very repressed Southern community, very conservative community. Um, You know, and and these are the same people that when when bad things happen to, to the LGBTQI community, they're like, that's good. They deserve it. You know, and I'm looking at all these people. And I'm like, how can you feel that way when these people are happy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these people weren't hurting anybody. They were uh, they were very, you know, they were they were happy people. And I'm looking around and going, you know, the people that I grew up with, the people that I went to school with would be happier if you weren't here. At yeah. all, uh, and that that really there was almost awakening. You know, it was it was good, but it was bad. Um, and I am getting emotional here. Um, it's 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 really frustrating to see that that positivity and to see that you know these people are having fun and not hurting anybody, but there are people who are out there that there are so many people that hate them just because yeah. of the idea, not because they know them without any yeah. understanding, without any care to take the time to learn who these people are. They mm-hmm. they hate them because of what they do. So uh, that was sort of a, that was a moment for me that I got, there was a couple of times in the club that I got that way, uh, which is, I expect that when I drink. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't been drinking. So that, to me, that was a more, uh, maybe natural or raw, raw emotion. It was like, this is, this, this is real. This isn't an, an alcohol or drug-based uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, you know, uh, Jack and I got our shit together and put our clothes back on and, um, we left, uh, and he was starving at that point. 
because that's that's why we left. Is he was hungry. He's like, I'm hungry. The bar has to serve food. I'm like, um, honey, it's three thirty in the morning. They're not going to be serving food. He goes, legally, they have to serve food. I went until ten p.m. They have to serve food. After that, they don't have to do anything. And he was like, oh, okay. And I went, do you want to leave? He's like, no, I don't want to take you away from this. Like, you're starving, right? He was like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's just go. He's like, no. And we waited, like, there was, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, oh, God, if this is drunk Mr. Adam that I'm dealing with, I feel so bad because I do this all the fucking time. Um, and so uh, after 30 seconds, he goes, yeah, let's leave. <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to get my shit. All we'll, you have to we'll do is back. wait him out. I know, right? Just You'll learn that. All you have to do is just, just wait. <laughs> is, this, is this how you deal with me? Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> so we got our shit and we left. Um, you know, we, so we leave and, and everywhere. I mean, you go out on the city streets and it is dead. It's like mm-hmm. an apocalyptic dead. And he goes, I'm hungry. I'm like, is there a pie face close by? He goes, somewhere over there. And he just sort of like directs like off. Like the I'm random like, King's Cross direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, uh... Let's just walk. He was like, I think there's, there's one right over here. I'm like, all right. So we, I follow him. And there is. Right across the street, thank God, there's a pie <laughs> face. And so we got a sausage roll. And he was like, you're not going to eat anything? Like, I'm not hungry. <laughs> but you're not going to eat anything? I'm cool. It's good. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. So, like, let's go back home. So we start walking. I'm walking a straight line. I'm pretty sure if I walked a thousand steps, that poor boy walked 1,500 because he was <laughs> left and right and left and right. Um, we get back to his place um, after me being chastised three times for walking too quickly. <laughs> and he talked the whole way. Mm-hmm. That boy never shut up. Well, I remember last time that, I guess the only time I've ever been out with him late at night like that, he commented on the fact that he didn't want to walk home because he thought he was walking too slow. Yeah. Because he was drunk. Yeah. So the boy doesn't like to walk fast when he's drunk. Apparently. Uh, when he's sober, he walks pretty fast. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Let's walk. And he's like, you need to slow down. <laughs> so we get back to his place. And uh, I was like, all right, is it okay if I sleep in the bed with you? Because mm-hmm. we hadn't talked about sleeping arrangements at all. Yeah, was, this was the first time that you stayed the night. This was my first overnight yeah. with him. Um and, and so, you didn't talk about sleeping arrangements before. No. What is wrong with you? Shut up. Uh, you're not my real mom. <laughs> don't you know better than that? <laughs> I should probably, but I don't. Um, so we, uh, uh, we, you know, we we get to this place, and I'm like, "Are you okay with me sleeping in the bed with you?" And he looks at me like, "Well, where else are you going to sleep?" I'm like, "Well, you told me I could sleep on the couch or the guest room." <laughs> You know, that's before we left for the club. And he was like, no, I want you, I mean, you you should be in bed with me. But if I snore, I don't snore. But if I snore, I'll, I'll make the <laughs> the guest bed up. And I'm like, no, it's cool. I'm, 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 I want to sleep with you. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to make, make sure the guest bed is clean anyway. Just in case. <laughs> and I thought to myself, God damn, I, I can't fuss at him because this is how I am when uh-huh. I'm drunk. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, honey, just go do whatever. And he does. And we lay down and, you know, we talked for a few minutes. And uh, it was nice because it was, it was snuggly sleep. And it was, you know, 
at one point he's even said, he's like, well, if you have something you need to say to me, say it to me in the next minute and a half. Because when I fall asleep, I fall asleep quick. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And I think he and I were both probably unconscious by 3.45. Mm-hmm. Maybe 4. I don't know. It was early. So what kind of sleeper is he? Is he a touchy-feely one? Or is he like a separate side of the bed? He's exactly like you. We started out, I was laying on his chest. We were mm-hmm. snuggling. The next time I woke up, we were both like completely the other side of the bed. And we, then you wake up again in the morning and you're back intertwined. Well, we every time we would both were semi-awake, uh-huh. we went back to the middle yeah. and were cuddling. But then whenever we were asleep, it was he's on his back and I'm on my stomach. Yeah. Separated. So it was kind of funny to go back and forth between that. Um, and then so we ended up, I, my alarm went off. At 7.30 because oh, I have a... you forgot to turn it off. Forgot to turn it off. Holiday weekend. Thanks yeah. a lot. So I forgot to turn my alarm off. So alarm went off at 7.30. I was like, the second it went off, I, I recognized it and shut it off. So he didn't wake up. But then from 7.30 till noon, when we finally got out of bed, um, I would get up and pee. He would get up and go. And I would get up and we were both kind of separate like he would I would fall back to sleep and then I could I would wake up as he got out of bed and then he would come back to bed and I would get up and so yeah um and then we both sort of woke up at noon um we attempted a little play it didn't really work out um so we were like cuz we were both fucking starving yeah uh, cuz it was noon and I had not <laughs> eaten anything since I don't know. 9.30. 9.30 the yeah. night before. I'd eaten nothing but gummy bears. Um, and so we were like, oh, let's just go. Because we played a little, but nothing. Like, it was just a bit. Um, and so we went and had brunch. And then, yeah, that was basically... No play after brunch. No play after brunch. Because at that point, it was... By the time we got back to his place, it was 3 p.m. And I was like, uh... Because had brunch, and then we walked around the city a bit. Um, and then, you know, I knew I needed to get home because I didn't know what was going on. And so I was like, I'm not even going to push it. I'm not going to ask for it. And so, yeah. So, yeah, that's basically it. And then I came home. Sounds like a successful evening, all uh, in all. All in all, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's funny because being the sober one, mm-hmm. I will admit it felt like more work. A little more work than fun. Just because you have to pay attention, or what about it? Um, I was trying. It wasn't because he was drunk necessarily. Um, that was some of it, but a lot of it was me being in a new situation, not having ever been to a club like that before, not really knowing what to expect, but wanting to stay cognizant, coherent, and collect information. So you're working extra hard just to pay attention and yeah. soak up everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm even thinking a couple of things I forgot at this point. At one point, so we're standing on this little ledge above the yeah. um, above the dance floor, and this really, really cute guy stands up, grabs the balcony, comes up, and then draws, ta- traces my tattoo on my chest. And he leans in. He goes, that's the golden ratio. And I went, yeah, it is. And of course, again, 
this is all during this loud, obnoxious, so we're screaming into each other's ears. And I have to give this this young man, he was probably 30, mm-hmm. credit. He was pushing in my ear and then screaming at me. So he's yeah. trying to deafen me before screaming at me. He's but he would grab my face. concentrate the hearing. Yeah, yeah, and he would push in my ear, you know, his finger in my ear, and mm-hmm. then, and then oh, scream at me. Um, and so I don't remember his name, but he introduced himself. I introduced myself. And he was like, that tattoo is really hot. And he, why do you like it? And I gave him the general, oh, I love math, which in a club, what more can I say? Yeah. I can't be honest. Um, and he was like, that's fucking hot. And then he steps down. And then Jack looks at me and goes, let's go dance with him. He's trying, you know, and he was, I, I get what he's trying yeah, to do. He's trying yeah. to include me and get me going. So we went back down, we went down, and I danced with the guy a little. And apparently he and Jack then had a conversation. Um, and the long and short of it was the young guy was a bottom. Uh-huh. And after he found out that I was a bottom, he disappeared. Like, oh, like, like interesting. poof. Like there's no hope. Like the roadrunner. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this is pointless. I'm not right. going to waste my fucking time. Which I totally appreciate it. But, you know, it's, it's still sort like, of like that's a... I, I can switch a little. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. So, well, you know, I sure. don't. But, yeah, so that was... Um, all in all, I would say from... It's not something I could do every night. Right. It's not something I would do every week. I can see me doing it three to four times a year, maybe, mm-hmm. solely from the socioeconomic, like seeing people of different ages have this sort of, it was so nice to see that freedom, to see people who clearly didn't feel like they were comfortable kind of going crazy and letting loose outside of this room. Mm-hmm. But inside this room, they were safe to do it that. It was a safe space, there was, yeah. you know, And I would say probably three... Two-thirds to three-quarters were high on something, be it alcohol or ecstasy or more likely GHB. To see that, and they were sort of this crazy, it was fun, you know, it was relaxed. Um, And that was nice. And there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of groping, and I got groped and cupped and you know patted on the cheek a few times and that was how it was but it was all in a non-threatening sweet i'm gonna say sweet way not non-creepy way um even when somebody that you didn't want to talk to you if you looked at and went no much like the swingers clubs that we go to you say no no thank you if you say it like that they were like okay and then they go off to somebody else Mm -hmm. so all in all it was a good experience i'm glad i did it yeah. It was a good time for you to stay the night with with Jack? Yeah. It may not have turned out exactly as you had anticipated. It did not but... turn out exactly as I anticipated. He and yeah. I don't get nearly the time that yeah. I wish that we could. We're both busy people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was, it was a good night. Enjoy what you've got. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, you take what you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to have what I've got. So, yeah, it was a good night. Okay. Do you have questions? Because I, I feel like I've rambled on. Of this uh, hour-long podcast, I think I've <laughs> talked for 50 minutes at least. I think you've answered most of my questions. I did have a bunch at the beginning, but, you know, didn't need to ask them. You just kind of naturally went through and I reckon we them. should have done an interview style then. Um, 
Yeah. Do you have a Do we have a question for? Because that's all I've got. If anybody has any questions or or comments or whatever, let us know. But yeah. that's all I've got about it. Um, you mean like a question? At yeah. The end let's of do the a podcast? question of the okay. week. Because I don't um, have any more I, I, that I should say about it. I don't think. So we have one that somebody had asked us, one of our listeners, and because we're both bisexual. The question was, are you afraid that your partner may want to leave you for someone of the opposite sex to you? So, are we afraid that... So, would I be afraid that you would leave me for a male? Yeah. And would you be afraid that I would leave you for a female? Um, I am not afraid that you'll leave me for a female. I can say that confidently. Mm -hmm. Um... I think that you will always want a man in your life. I think that I would say that with near confidence. Yeah. Okay. And my answer to that is that, no, I'm not afraid that Mr. Adam would leave me for another male. Um, I am not naive, and I know that he needs that. And will always have that as part of his life. But I find that very attractive and really kind of hot. And so I don't mind sharing him. I, I very much enjoy sharing him with, with someone. And But I don't think that he would ever leave me completely and wholly for someone else. I don't, I don't ever want to leave you. I would never want to leave you. At yeah. this, I can say that from this point of view, uh, at this time, I guess, that I would never leave you for somebody else. I'm not going to lie and say that in my mind, what I would love to have is that sort of relationship where we have three people in our relationship. Yeah. Where we have a constant male, you know. Which would be nice, and I know that you really want that. I would love to have a constant male. I would love to get to the point where we had someone living with us, like three Mm -hmm. people that, you know, and ideally, I would like for that male to be someone that is comfortable with me watching. Right, of course. Participation, give or take, but right. at least being able to watch you two together. Because I find that incredibly hot to you see know, you with another guy. It's one of those things that I think if I could, if I could draw this person, mm-hmm. this person would basically be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds vain, vain as fuck, I realize. But I don't Do mean you think like, he could live with you? I couldn't live with me, but what I'm talking about sexually is oh, that okay, okay. someone who is is you know as into you as he is to another guy. Mm-hmm. So so we would be able to have that sort of at times it would be you and me, at times right, it'd okay. be him and you, at times it'd be him and me, and at times it would be all three of us. Right. Um, but n- there's never that. None of those makes any of us less. Right. Um, that all of the sexual encounters do nothing but build on our relationships. Right. I know that's naive, and that's probably statistically never going to happen. But I, I was going to say it sounds like a good fantasy world, but yeah. it's almost impossible to ask of anyone. Yeah. Um, but I would love to have somebody who is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all sort of live together, and this is just how we are. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Um, yeah, so that's uh, my latest adventure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to uh, talk to us, 
We always encourage your questions, comments, and rude remarks. Email us at theatomsoflove at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, We're at theatomsoflove. And uh, you can find us on our website, www.bythebuy.com.au. And, uh, yeah, we've got a Facebook page out there as well. Search for By the Buy Podcast. And you can follow us there. Um, And please, please, please go to iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher. Give us a review. Um, It helps people like you find people like us who likes things like people like you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that would be be great. We'd really appreciate it. So, yeah, do you have any closing remarks since I bogarted this podcast? I just want to say thank you for listening to us here on By the By. All right. Bye, guys. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.